In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Joe-Man. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 274 of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always is... I'm Joe from the Car Joe Mez Podcast. Yes you are. What's up buddy? How you doing? Gomez, I just want to say that I am so happy you're still with us. Because I was worried about you. (laughs) I am still alive everyone. I did not get murdered. Almost got murdered. But I did not get murdered. See, I'm alive. I genuinely thought that going forward, this was going to have to become the Car Joe podcast because Gomez went on a weekend retreat to one of those towns where it looks like the local people are amazed if you have five fingers on each hand and a man (laughs) with a hook is going to come out and just get you for no reason when you're just having a good time and minding your own business. And I was like, there is no way in the world that my double main man is ever going to return. So I kind of made my peace with losing you. I did. I... I (laughs) Oh, no. You already mourned me. <laughs> I, I needed to get it out of my system. So, yeah, this weekend I went up to a little cottage in Pennsylvania, just the wife and I, to get away. It was her birthday. What better way to celebrate with no children and just hanging out, having a good time. And, uh, yeah, I thought I was going to get murdered because that's not really something I do. I I pride myself on being the person that does not go to the cottage. Hey, let's yeah. check out. Yeah, let's check out that noise over there. I'll be like, nah, I don't care what that noise is. I'm good right here. So never say I'll my, be right back. I almost said it a few times going outside, and I said, but why would I tempt fate? What are we doing? Don't even bother. So I did not say that ever. No, you're you're so, Mr. Horror Movies. You should know better than this. So it was a nice cabin. There was a lake, a pond right there. So it was very nice, beautiful. Uh, It was raining the first day we got there. So once we settled into the cabin, we sat outside by the fire pit. It was foggy as fuck, bro. The fog was starting to slowly roll over the water. That's not a good sign. I'm like, here here we go. It's already beginning. Like, what is happening? Oh, we go on a little walk. There's a little creek. So we're like, let's check out the creek. As we're checking out the creek, I notice there's an abandoned building about 50 yards away with broken windows and just, it's a, it was an old airplane hangar. So it's huge. Oh, f- this sounds like a setting in Left 4 Dead. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's exactly. It's this huge metal fucking building with windows that kids have been throwing rocks in for years, it looks like. And I'm just like... Wow, this is really it, this it's, is really gonna happen. It's like that Geico commercial, like, okay, let's go hide behind those chainsaws. <laughs> yes. I'm like, boy, I really 
I really picked a spot, huh? Oh my god. Then uh well, how do you like where did you find this place? Did you just like Google like cottages I I might die in? Like is that how you find it? I I went on Google, I typed in murder cottages. Obviously, and, yeah. uh, as, w- as one is wants to do. I uh I used Airbnb for the first time. Oh. I uh I had booked an Airbnb last year to go to Wisconsin with my double main man Anthony back to see some Slipknot and Limp Biscuit, but that got canceled because of the COVID. So I had this credit on Airbnb. So I said, "Hey, let's use that and, and get a nice little thing." So I put like uh we wanted a fireplace, you know, we just put in a couple filters to see what we wanted and uh that came up. We looked at Virginia. We looked at Maine. So we looked all over, and uh, we settled on this one. It was very nice. So th- this very was the, the nicest of the murder cottages that came up. Yes, because all the all the cottages we had a price range, so they're all about the same price. But then it was a matter of well, where do we want to drive? Mm-hmm. Do we want to drive three hours here, six hours there? The Virginia cabin that we looked at was very nice, but just I didn't really feel like spending the weekend in the woods of Virginia. But, that was a little too much for me. But Virginia's <laughs> for lovers. That's a good point. Oh, you see, maybe I fucked up, bro. I think you may have. <laughs> uh, but we had a great time. We went to uh, the supermarket, just bought a whole bunch of shit so we could hunker down. On the way to the supermarket, we discovered that we were uh, about... 40 feet from a cemetery that we didn't know was on the other side. Gomez, like, (laughs) like this really does sound like a murder cottage. There was, um, on the back way, there was just like a, a lake that was just like us to see, you know, and then woods. On the other side, the front, there was a cottage on the other side of the water. So I was wondering, will I watch someone get murdered or will they watch me get murdered from across the water? So it was... Uh, oh, that, that, that's the real bet. <laughs> I was wondering. But yeah, everything, all signs pointed to getting murdered. But thankfully, we did not. Oh, I forgot this too. When we first get there, the, they tell us two things. Uh, the people that own the cottage, they were there to hand the keys off um, and stuff like that. So they told us about um, what the weather is uh, going to be bad tonight. And we're in an area where if it gets too windy, the power will go out. We have a little generator here that will help you get through the night or whatever. But, you know, don't expect anything. I'm like, oh, geez, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's reassuring. Yes. We were uh, there for about an hour. The power went out. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But thankfully, it came back on very quickly. They said that uh, when we saw the the owner the day we were leaving, he was there working on some other stuff. We walked by, said hi. He told us that just about uh, about 20 miles up the road, not even, excuse me, 10 miles up the road, they were out of power for 24 hours. So just the other side got fucked. So thankfully, that did not happen. We had a great time, cooked a lot of food. Watched some stuff, did some puzzle games, just relaxing. Well, we don't have to do anything, you know, take a nap during the day. You can't do that with a kid. No, kids are the worst. We've established that. And so it was nice. And you and I come from different parts of the spectrum where you have the experience with a kid and I have plenty of experience without them. And I'd like to keep it that way. 
It's understandable. We had a great weekend. Would love to do it again. Having a kid makes it hard. So it was good to get away. Well, Gomez, I think I speak for everyone when I say we're just happy that you're still here, still alive. And back to talk about more slaying and slaying this week. Coming off of last week's episode, that was just absolutely stupendous. So thank you, everyone, for downloading it. Remember to follow us on all the social medias, at Jomez. Leave a five-star review wherever you get this podcast. And then share it with your friends and download it on the phones of your significant others while you were on your little trips to the murder cottage in your area. I wasn't the only one that traveled, Joe. You did some traveling too, didn't you? I did do a little bit of traveling. I uh, I was a busy bee this past week. Yes, you were. I'm going to hit some music here. Yeah. Well, tell me, where in the world is Joseph DeLeo? All right, Joe. You mentioned it last week. You were going to be... Doing a little local visit to your double main man here. How was your trip to New York, baby? Yeah, so I believe that Taylor Swift once wrote, Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. Oh, yeah. Um, And I could tell it was waiting for me because it couldn't wait to harass me the second I walked off that plane. And I said, New York, I'm not in the mood, bro. Just not in the mood. <laughs> no, but uh, really fun trip for me this weekend. Um, last Thursday, I was up in at the Creator Pro Wrestling Building where we had the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Annual Toy Drive for Toys for Tots. Collected Gomez over yes, six. Yes, they meet that goal. Over six thousand. Oh my goodness. wrestling figures. That's insane. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking toys. It's a lot Holy of toys. Shit. Yes. Wow. My Over 6,000. Awesome. So it was a really good time. Really nice to see all the people that came out. Took a lot of pictures. Signed some autographs. I told some stories. Uh, I believe I saw someone that looked exactly like you there at some point. Yes, I came. I donated some toys and hung out with my double main man as he was uh, being a big shot. Signing autographs. It was great. Taking pictures. Got to hang out with Stang. That's always fun. Good times. Stang is the best. And I love him. He's so good. I was so happy I got put at the table with Stang because, like, with everyone else that was on, like, with that was there, you know, like, doing the meet and greet, like, they were all, like, big TV stars. And then it's just, like, me and Stang. And it's, like, I'm so much happier at a table with Stang where we could just have a good time rather than be, like, like look over my shoulder and be, like, oh, well, what's up? Colt Cabana. I think you and Colt Cabana. I would have loved to see you with someone like that, like hanging out with Ethan Page all night. That just would have been great. Like something like that. Just some random wrestler person, Colt Cabana, just hanging out with Joe. You would have been fine. I wouldn't even know what Come to on. talk to them about. Like, I, I just, I don't know. And Cabana is someone I've been around like a billion times throughout the years. Ethan Page was actually the first time I've ever met him. So he seemed like a nice guy. He seemed nice, yes. It's just someone I wouldn't I wouldn't be like, hey Joe, hang out with Ethan Page. But it might have worked. It might have been great. I, I, Who knows? I, Maybe next time. I just I, I wouldn't like what would I like, hey man, tell me about Canada. <laughs> uh, maybe he loves He Man. Who knows? Well he's a big toy guy. He's got a 
That's what I mean. I don't know nothing about him. With a whole bunch of like toy hunts and uh, and vlogs. He's a big social media guy. Uh, he's fun. We've uh, we've interacted a little bit on uh, boozing with the toys before, but this was the first time I've ever met him, at least that I can remember. Yes, and well, you have the best memory, so you, you would know. I am the Messiah of the memories. Yes. Oh, what else do you do in New York? You uh, do any wrestling? No, I did not. Um, oh, no. So, so, so we, we did the toy drive. That went great. I had a lot of fun doing it. One of the biggest surprises was the guy who was first in line is a gentleman Ooh. by the name of Joe Dumas. And he's a member of the Major Pod Patreon group. And he brought me a gift. You know, we oh. we weren't just supporting the kids. He brought me a gift, a custom-made Captain Shoes Hasbro-style action figure. It's a, it's awesome. It's so 3D awesome. printed, hand-painted. It is one of the coolest things I have ever been given in my <laughs> life. I am I was beyond touched. I thought it was a rib at first. I thought he was like showing it to me, which which would have been cool yeah. enough. The fact that he took the time to make a figure of me, and yes, it's still awesome. Yeah, but and then like I went to give it back to him, and he was like, "No, nah, man, that's for you." And I was like, "Holy shit!" So yeah, it was that was super cool, and it's it's one of the the prized possessions in my life now. I was gonna say that's gonna be the centerpiece to all your. Uh... Your toys, I would assume. Actually, I think it means it's time for me to get rid of all other toys because I don't think anything could ever top it. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, Watch out, He-Man. Yeah. You got a new new contender. And speaking of toys, Gomez, last week we were talking about crowdfunding projects, and I spoke about how the Star Wars Rancor didn't meet its goal and how I didn't believe the G.I. Joe Sky Striker was going to meet the goal. Oh, did it? Well, on the last day, the Sky Striker got a huge influx of new backers. And it was all you FOMO people at the last minute. I got to have and it. And you know what? The <laughs> the stretch goals that were being given were like really cool figures. So you were getting this awesome vehicle, the Sky Striker, like a trademark picture-perfect G.I. Joe vehicle. Uh, and you were getting at the by the point it, it didn't unlock all the stretch goals. There was still one to go that was going to be two more figures, but it was only like a ramp crew, you know, like a, a guy in a red suit and a guy in a yellow suit, like waving the planes down so you could put it on. Okay, which would have been you know yeah. cool, but like not it's cool, completely yeah. necessary. I get it, but like yeah, it's there, cool, but whatever. Up until that point, there had been like six figures that were unlocked with how many bidders came in on that last day. And then I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, holy shit, like, I can't believe it hit all these goals. And then with about 10 minutes to go, I said, ah, fuck it, I got to get one. And I went, and I backed See, it at the I very last it. minute. I love it. And That's what happened. After talking all that <laughs> shit about how I was done, I'm focusing on the Super 7 versions of G.I. Joe. With 10 minutes left to go, I threw my credit card down and backed the Sky Striker. I love it. I'm glad it got it got made then. I'm glad you will be getting it. Oh, it's I'm so sure fun. by the time it comes out next year, like, I mean, that'll be a nice surprise because it's, you know, now obviously yes. I got charged already and all of a sudden I'll get a package in a year and be like, what the hell is this? You're going to get some big ass box like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, because at this point now it's a, a giant vehicle and I think it's six yeah. figures or something. So that's a big ass box. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of shit in there. <laughs> 
Oh, you mentioned that you wanted me to buy some toys last week. Yes. And you sent me a link to look at these Simpsons. Uh, Ultimates. What is Ultimates? Yes. I got to say, these are some fucking sexy toys, bro. Yeah, they are. I love them. But, bro, $50 for a toy is just, I understand I'm getting this detail and this night, but just, it just, it's crazy to me. That's why you don't think, can't, you can't think about it like that. I can't, I can't pull that trigger. You just, in, this, instead of saying 50, because it's $55 for an ultimate figure now, you don't think of it like that. You just say it's $220 for the whole wave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just do that because, I mean, me personally, I just put down for the next wave of G.I. Joe, the next wave of Thundercats, the next wave of Silverhawks. I have other waves of G.I. Joe and Silverhawks and Thundercats already pre-ordered. So you can't just look at it as $55. Look at it as a a $200 plus investment. If I could only buy one of the things I... Would get the evil, itchy, and scratchy robots. I fucking love those so much. More than the Poochie. Poochie would be number two, but just that was the first thing I I saw. And I was like, oh, because you told me Poochie was there, and so I didn't know what else was there. And I was like, oh my god, they made evil robot, <laughs> itchy and scratchy. I said, I fucking love that. But yes, no Poochie and that. That's but then I astronaut Homer looks great. I just can't. I can't do it. I think you have to. Or how about this? Oh. How about this? You how about one? buy one, just one, and see how it is. See and, if I fall in love. And yes, and wait for it. I mean, it still won't be out for a while, but wait for it. It comes out for my birthday, actually. It comes yes. out July, so it's be. So that means it'll probably Christmas be out by September. For my yeah. Oh, okay, the delay. All right. Uh, so for your birthday. Yeah. But ju- or, or like, because that's what happened with me was I was like, no, I'm not touching it. Blah blah blah. Then finally, I got one. I got the Mumra from Wave 1 of Thundercats. And once I had it in my hand, I was like, oh, my God. Like, the, the dam had been broken. The, <laughs> the levees had crashed and New Orleans ceased to exist. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just... Uh, you, you almost got me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm tempted. You, you did a good job. You picked, you picked something that really... Really got that itch going. Well, I think so, everybody gonna... listening to this needs to tweet you at the Gomez one five four, and get you on the collector's train. We 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 have to get behind our man Gomez here to buy just one I have figure. Some stuff. No, but like I have some cool stuff. No, but you need something where you have an ongoing collection going. I wonder if any of my stuff is actually worth money. Like I got like, you know, like Jason figures from you know. The early 2000s, you know, that's 20 years ago. I wonder if that's like a hard to find stuff. I got to look at my stuff. Maybe you should. And then you could use that money from selling it to invest in Simpsons Ultimates. <laughs> no, never that. We can't sell these guys. These are my, that's the one thing. I collect every Freddy, every Jason. Within reason, I don't buy these $700 figures that are sexy, you know. So you know what you have to do in the studio is you got to get a nice display case and build like, you know, a Freddy and Jason display then. Well, yes, we uh, we're talking about maybe painting a wall green, doing a little green screen action here. Oh, for uh, for us and also Shiloh is uh, getting a computer for Christmas, like a little laptop Chromebook thingy 
because she likes to make her little painting videos and stuff like that. So we're like, oh, let's maybe do a green wall down here and have some fun. So, and we're talking about shelves. So we're going to set some stuff up. And yeah, I definitely need a Freddy and Jason shelf, of course. And a Chucky. Chucky's my other guy. Oh, okay. Those three. Yeah, but we, we got to make, make it look sexy, though. We will. Maybe make it look like a, the background for your office or something. Your recording studio. Mm, that's a good idea. You got good ideas here, bro. I'm an idea man. That's what they all say. <laughs> that's what they all say? Yeah. <laughs> but Gomez, you may have not bought any figures this week, but I didn't either. But I still got figures. Uh, oh, I was gonna say you guys did boozing with the toys. Did you do that? We did. This we week? did boozing with the toys on uh, Friday night. You didn't, uh, you didn't buy anything. I didn't buy anything. I watched Brian uh, unbox the latest wave of AEW figures. the The new That's Sting cool. figure is pretty fucking cool. And I'm not a Sting guy or a wrestling figure guy anymore, but that figure was pretty fucking awesome. Um, Nick Ball get, collects the AEW guys. He's Sometimes he says they're like hard to find. Like it's crazy. Yes, and the, he goes crazy. And there's for these chases, toys. and yeah, so it makes yeah. it very difficult. They look cool. They do. But look what I did get was mm, the final two waves of the Masters of the WWE Universe line. Ooh, these have been the line that you were like, "Who needs this?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and now I'm complete. I have every every you piece from the line. All. I got the entire set I because love it. I knew when it came out, it wasn't really for me. I mean, in theory, it would be right. You're, yes, it is. That's your dream, is it not? A macho man, he man crossover like that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, in theory, the line is geared specifically toward people like me, but I just wasn't feeling it. Yet I knew from the beginning, it's something that like five years from now I'm gonna have crazy FOMO over. So I knew <laughs> and start spending big money. Yeah, I knew I had to get it now while I could. So I got the final two waves, which have been very, very hard to come by. And if uh, this Friday, I will be doing a live unboxing with Smart Mark Sterling from the Major Pod Network and Ravishing Robert Rudman from Mattel. And that's going to be over on Twitch.tv slash Major Pod Network. So check that out. We've done the past couple of waves when they've come out. Uh, We've all done it together. So we're going to finish off the line. And, and do a little uh, deep dive on the figures and the, the mini comics that come packed within. And Robert and I get pretty detailed because I'll be bringing up like really nerdy He-Man shit. Real nerd shit. Love it. Love it. <laughs> That's what people love. They love that nerd shit. Give people what they want. Speaking of nerd shit, Gomez. Oh, what is this? And this is He-Man related. Nerd shit He-Man related. I have been talking ad nauseum. About how I cannot wait for next year's PowerCon. Oh, yeah. Well, you, yes, you have. You know what, Gomez? You had such a good time. You know what? You had such a good time. <laughs> I can wait now. Yeah, I know. Because they made the announcement that next year, PowerCon will be happening in Columbus, Ohio. And in August, right? And in August. And it won't. It'll be, how do they word it? They explained it as if it was going to be not just a He-Man themed convention, but like just another toy and cartoon regular convention that 
you could literally find in any town USA at this point. Any other Comic Con, Toy Con, it's it's all the same now. This was one of the Crazy. most disappointing emails I have ever received in my life. But I gotta tell you something. How happy are you that you fucking finally went this year? Been putting it off. COVID happened. You finally got to go. You had a great time. Yes. It I'm, sucks now. I'm so thankful that I got to go like, to like a real one. To, like, yes. Like, I'm so happy that you, you got to at least enjoy it properly. Because that totally does suck. Every year it's your birthday weekend. Every year it's in L.A. And now it's fucking Columbus. And, like, Ohio. even like, like, in my head I was already planning, you know, to take you know, more time yes. off from work. That way I'll make like yes. a bigger trip out of it and go to PowerCon and go to Disney and go to Universal. Go to Cause I've never been to yes. Universal Hollywood. I've never been to Disneyland. Uh, I, you know, some of our friends had talked about joining in and doing the whole joining us. It, like yeah. it was going to be a, a really cool thing that I think like I was really excited for, like I was really hyped yep. and of all Columbus, what the <laughs> fuck is in Columbus, Ohio? Literally just that con. I mean, like they have a hockey team, but you, no one knows that. I will say I've been to Ohio one time, uh, driving to Denver. I stopped in Ohio to have a burger, and I gotta say, it was the best burger I ever had. It was fucking delicious. Gomez, I don't give a shit about your fucking burger. They ruined my convention. I'm very sorry for you. <laughs> I'm here fucking mourning. I'm fucking uh, like my life has been shattered and you're here talking about a fucking burger. It's really good, bro. Oh my God. Have a little heart. You fucking ghoul. I'm sorry. That wasn't, that wasn't fair to you. Then you have time. I understand. I'm very sorry. Bro. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I, I can't believe the selfishness. So, I, I, the tickets are going to be a lot cheaper, right? Because Cali to Columbus, Ohio, they got to slash those ticket prices. I mean, to be fair, the ticket prices weren't even really that expensive. For the weekend, I think I paid, like, for, you know, for the two-day pass, what was it, 60 bucks maybe? Oh, that's like, yeah, that's normal shit. Okay. So, so it wasn't, it, let, yeah, it wasn't like a big, um, like a huge overhead. I mean, the hardest part was just getting out there and, and the hotel, but, like, I stayed in the hotel that the con was held at. I think you should still go. Let's all go. Come on. Let's still go to, to He-Man. I Let's mean, do it. I feel like I have we'll to make, go. We'll make Columbus, Ohio the fucking spot, bro. We're going to make House Party feel like House Party That's 2. That's it. <laughs> we'll rent the house and we'll fucking blow that shit up. Let's do it, baby. Like, I just... Who the fuck sits there and says... You know where we should run PowerCon? Columbus, Ohio. And then in some of the toy groups I'm in, it's like a bunch of these like Midwestern people like who never they love their life. They're like so excited because they've never traveled outside of their state before. So they're like, oh, my God, this is only a three hour drive from me. Maybe I could finally go like, no, no, no. <laughs> Stop. Like, I, in all honesty, like, it couldn't have been further, you know, from me unless I lived out of the country. You know, I'm literally sure. going across the yes. entire country. And, yes, you are. And you people are going to sit there and go, oh, God, now that it's in Columbus, Ohio, I'm excited. Fuck you. 
Fuck you. Yeah, baby, I could drive down. I'm going to drive down there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. It just, it makes me feel like an owl without a graduation cap. Just like heartbroken. What's the fucking point, bro? What's the point of being an owl? My goodness. Well, I'm very sorry, Joe. I do have some good news, Gomez. Oh, I like that. That's good. Let's let's <laughs> let's pep it up here. Who likes good news? Everybody? Well, good news, everyone. Did you see <laughs> the trailer for Cobra Kai season four? No. Because I'm ready. I don't need a trailer. I don't want to know nothing. So I'm ready. Woo. Gomez. I can't wait. I, I'm with you where I don't feel like I, I always need a trailer. But once I saw it. No, I know. Once I saw it I get, get tweeted it. out. You couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. And by the you end of that them. two minutes and 14 seconds, I would have fucked the wall if it had a vagina. I was so excited. It comes out New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. What is it? I believe it's New Year's it's Eve. A- oh, baby. Can't wait. I am Ooh. so excited. I cannot believe how, like, just how much they have nailed this show. I think how it good is this fan- show is. Like, this it's show ridiculous. has no right to be this good. If you go back however many years ago and listen to the episode where I talked about season one, I came into this thinking... I will watch it because I grew up loving the Karate Kid. Well, yeah. But I know it's just going. This is a show we do not need. Under no circumstance did we need this show. And then it ends up being fucking fantabulous. Yes. And then it's crazy. they've kept it going. Now three full seasons in the books. And it has been terrific. Yeah, bro. We got real lucky here because... This was a YouTube show, if people don't yeah, remember that. Yeah, it was YouTube Red for those first two seasons. Yeah, so the fact, like, Netflix picked it up and saved it. Thank God. Like, whew, thank you, Netflix. See, and to oh, me, I'm so excited. this is fan service done the right way. Like, yes, yes, it acknowledges what has happened in the past, but it's not constantly the- throwing it in your face. The show exists on its own. And if you yes, the get the show was about the kids. Yes. And if you get the references, if you get the inside stuff, then great, it adds to your viewing experience. But it's not just thrown at you like where everything is an immediate pause just so they can reenact everything that you grew up loving. Yes, that's the difference. The reenactment. They don't reenact scenes. They bring up stuff, they'll show you a flashback, they'll reference things. But, you know, you don't need to see Karate Kid 2 in Japan to understand the episode when he goes to Japan. It's fine. Correct. You'll figure it out. It's like... It's- Obviously, if you see it and you're a fan and you understand these references, like I said, it yes. adds to the experience for you. But you could come into this show not having seen Karate Kid ever before and just watch the show and not feel lost. Yeah. My wife loves the show and I can't say that She's a big, like, I'm sure she's seen the movie, like, we've all seen the movie, but, like, she loves the show, like, like if she watched those movies religiously. So, yeah, bro, this show is dynamite. I cannot wait. Oh, 
we're gonna be watching that. That'll be a quick binge. Oh, 100%. We'll be done with that. It, Absolutely. That'll be fucking one one sitting because those things fly by too. They really so, do. Oof. And and this season we're getting back my double main man Terry Silver and his quick silver Cobra Kai training technology. Oh my god, I love. I know, like, listen. I understand that when you put the blinders on sometimes when you have something you like and you don't want to believe it's bad, like a lot of the Ghostbusters people right now, they, they got those blinders <laughs> on. They got them, and they're, they're working extra extra speed to keep up with how bad that movie was. I understand. Maybe, maybe you don't like the Karate Kid as much as I do, and you say, hey, this is a bad movie when it gets to part. I don't give a shit. I fucking love them all. I don't care if it's a bad movie. I just love it. I love Mike yes. Barnes. I love Terry That's Silver. Right. I don't care. This And I will admit that, though. I'm not going to sit there and just tell you, oh, no, this is the movie I've, I've been wanting for decades. No, I don't care. It was the movie that I don't care about. I fucking love it. Shut up. Fuck you. Yes. We're allowed to love terrible things. Not everything has to be the best thing ever. It's okay. Yeah. There's a lot of shit. Yo, you're stuff. allowed to love it, but don't try to convince yourself it's good. You know what I mean? Yes, it's okay. People watch trash. What do you think? Those fucking those uh, reality shows, they're all trash, but people love them. It's okay. Oh, it's yeah, trash. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> people love trash. There's nothing wrong with loving trash, baby. You know what's not trash, though, Gomez? What's not trash? How about Hawkeye, man? So good. It's good. It's great. I mean, we're four episodes in, so if you're listening to this on Thursday, obviously there was a new episode that came out yesterday on Wednesday. We operate... Yeah, we're always a week behind. We're always a week behind in case you need a yeah. couple of days to catch up yeah. or something. But I got to tell you, man, for someone, I had very low expectations with this show coming in, and it has wildly surpassed anything I thought it could be. It's probably my favorite of all the Marvel shows that have been put out on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to wait to see how they stick the landing, but uh, it's it's great. I'm loving it. I love these characters. I love this world that we're in, this little small, you know, couple city blocks. Nothing crazy. We're not ending the world here. And, and, Nothing crazy. Yeah. We're just, like, it's nice. It's great, and uh, I'm loving it. I'm sad there's only two episodes left, one episode you know, next week is the finale. Uh, I, I'm going to be sad, but uh, I hope I hope we get these characters again. Like we, like you mentioned next week, last week, we probably maybe get a season two, but definitely that's about it. Hawkeye, I mean, I can see Hawkeye disappearing, and now everyone's falling in love with him, and he's probably you know not going to be in any more movies. Yeah, so. isn't that's the funny part of all things? He's just gonna. It's like maybe he finally gets home to his family on Christmas, and that's the last we ever see of him. I could see that, definitely, you know, and maybe he'll pop up if there's some Avenger type thing, you know, they bring in Galactus or something, he might show up to do something, who knows, but I could see this being the end, but I guess it's good that this character we didn't care about, he gets a nice little send-off, we're like, oh, I'll, I'll actually miss him now. How about if he, like, he gets home, but he's like a day late for Christmas, and his wife just kills him? Everyone was worried. What a swerve in that the trailers, would be, huh? <laughs> In the trailers, they didn't really show the wife much, just him and the kids. So people were wondering, like, oh, did she die? Did they get a divorce? No, it's just he's he's on the other no, side. Let of me tell the, you something. Uh, country here. The only, like, if there was ever a reason for me to watch Hawkeye to begin with, it's because of the incomparable Linda Cardellini. 
The best. I One of the best. Linda Cardellini should be everybody's low-key crush. She does not get enough respect. Linda Cardellini, I don't know what your deal is, but I love you and I've loved you for years. So I know you're listening because this is a highly successful podcast. But I need it out there that I have had a, a huge crush on you for years. I don't trust anyone who does it. She's the best. She's the best in all the the things she does. She's a beautiful lady. Come on, how could you not love this? this she was person? she Come was on. a Velma. She's a great Velma, bro. She's in Grandma's house. <laughs> She's in Grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's boy. <laughs> but yeah, Hawkeye, man. I like. WandaVision was kind of my gold standard right now, but like I'm really enjoying Hawkeye. And what it feels like to me, I get a lot of like Ant Man type vibes on this because it's, yes, it's like fun. Yeah, it's fun, self-contained, it's exactly. And like you said, it's not the the entire fate of the universe rests on his shoulders. Like no, it's like just this little contained yeah. story, but it's. It's got a little bit of everything, and I'm just really digging it. The action has been great. The humor has been great. I've enjoyed all of the characters, which I really wasn't sure I was going to coming in. So I give it my highest regards. Yes, if you haven't you haven't jumped on yet, folks. If you're if you're like Hawkeye, what the fucking what? No, please listen to your double main men here. The show is great. It's a good time. The action is good. The comedy is good. The characters are good. It's just a good 40 minutes well spent every week. Yeah, it goes, and it's a quick watch, too. It feels like it flies by. Yes. Always sad. It's like, oh. The the only uh, complaint, I guess, of the show would be terrible cliffhangers. Like, the way they end episodes are just, like, it's very abrupt at times because it's basically a movie. This is a Hawkeye movie that they cut up. Like, this is, like, this really feels like a movie. Like It's very little episodic stuff because a show ends abruptly and then it picks up seconds later in the same scene. So Yes. I could see That's that. the only that's the only thing. It's yeah. it just with me, I've just been like, oh man, like oh just give me five more minutes. I know because then it just ends. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's fine. It's just like, oh, okay. But yes, definitely check this out. Please folks. Hawkeye. Next week's the finale. I know my mom watched one episode. She said, Oh wait I want to wait for all the episodes to come out. People like doing that. All right. Wait till next week. All of them be out and enjoy your three hours of Hawkeye, folks. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the one episode a week model. I, I'm I'm really digging it. It's keeping me invested. It's keeping us talking about it. I kind of wish other shows would go back to it. I know I feel like I say that almost every week now, but I, that's where I'm at. I hear you, but... We'll enjoy, uh, you know, in two weeks when we binge all of Karate Kid in the fucking two minutes. So, yeah, we, it goes both ways. But not everything should actually it should be selective. Something should be binge. Something should be weekly. Like it, it should like it's okay to have a little bit of both. Sometimes it depends on the story you tell. You know, it's just that once Cobra Kai comes out and we watch it in a day, and then we talk about it it's on the done, podcast, yeah. then it's done. And if they get to a season five, who knows? I, I mean, I don't know if it's even been renewed to a season five already. But, like, it's just, it's done in a day. Like, we waited two years for one day. It's true. That is, when you say it like that, it's very funny. We've been waiting, 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 and then, yeah, 
We're done in uh, two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, like, what's for, next? For all the people who, like, sweat Stranger Things, Stranger Things, you're talking about, what, five episodes, 45 minutes each? Like, and it's done and it's over. And then you have to finish it as soon as possible so you can go and talk about it with your friends. And then as soon as it came in is as soon as it's gone. Yes. We usually try to break it up, give it like a two-week thing, especially because not everyone binges stuff. So uh, we'll do that for a Karate Kid. We'll give it two weeks on the show because I'm sure it deserves it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll split it up. That way, give you guys time to watch. Not everyone has as much time as Gomez and I, apparently. <laughs> apparently, I hear that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? Okay, well, no problem. I get it. Life is crazy, bro. Life is crazy. Oh. So, Joe, we uh, we watched three things this week. Yes, we did. Mm, let's start with our rewatch of The Matrix, buddy. Oh, boy. Matrix Reloaded. Matrix Reloaded from Man. 2003. And it is killing me that the 2000s are 20 years ago. It's wild, bro. 20 years old. It's so crazy. Because now I'm looking at that. I'm going 18 years ago. I was already an adult. Yes, like that's... you already lived a whole life there. Uh, so in this one, we get Neo, Trinity, and Morpheus as they continue to lead the revolt against the machine army. Yes, last week I said I remembered pretty much everything about the first Matrix. This one, I remember four, like three or four things, but I feel that's basically what the movie is. It's kind of three or four big set pieces and some stuff in between here. Uh, I hadn't seen this movie since it came out. I, uh, like I said, I keep track of all my movies. I do not have Matrix Reloaded. I have The Matrix a couple of times, but for some reason, I never pulled the trigger on giving it the rewatch here. I can't so, think that nope. I ever rewatched this before this week as well. Yeah, so it's been a long time. So I remembered, uh, there's a CGI Neo and a lot of Agent Smiths. That's something I always remembered. Mm hmm. I remember, of course, the uh, the highway. I know there's a crazy fight on the freeway. Yeah. I don't remember all the details, but I remember that. I remember the, uh, a rave. I remember there's a sexy rave. Yeah, and then the, yeah, the very white sexy. guy, and then the architect guy. So I like and those are the basically the four main things of the movie. But then the in between stuff is where I was like, oh yeah, that's right, the giant wars coming, and this, that, and that, and the thing with the agents. So it was it was kind of like a rewatch until like it was like oh yeah that. Um, what I think is important to recognize at this point is the first Matrix was not necessarily a box office bonanza. It really picked up a lot of steam in home video and DVD after the fact, and then became just like an impressionable part of pop culture at the time. Whereas this, coming off that great success now. Uh, earned over seven hundred and thirty-five million dollars worldwide and became the most successful R-rated movie ever at the, at that time. It had surpassed the record that was previously set by Beverly Hills Cop in 1984. Wow, isn't that wild? Eddie Murphy, bro. Beverly Hills Cop. So you're talking about 19 years, Beverly Hills Cop had held the record, and The Matrix Reloaded comes along, finally knocks it off its perch, and what, t and what happens? How long does it stay on top, Gomez? Mm, not very long Not long at all Just one year Yeah what, I was like Not very long When it was passed by The Passion of the Christ 
Oh, yes, that's right. Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ. Do people remember the phenomenon that was the Passion of the Christ? <laughs> that fucking movie was insane, bro. I didn't understand it then. I most certainly don't understand it now. Yet here we are. Crazy. Did you ever see the movie? I did not. I, I treated it like a good mortgage. I just had no interest. <laughs> this guy. I watched it one time because when I was doing my movie a day, so I was like, oh, let me watch this movie Easter time. The movie is gangster, bro. It's, it's fucking crazy. It literally is just this guy getting fucking his ass beat for the whole movie. And, uh, but it was, it's pretty great. And, uh, but it's one of those movies, you saw it, yeah, I don't need to see it again. It's, it's all right. You saw it's it, good. you it's could say you movies. saw it and you moved on with your life, yeah. 100%. But yeah, I can't believe that was, that's such a, a massive movie. Other side of the country, baby, right? Just the other half, the way the other half yeah, lives. They, it, they need to go see this Jesus movie. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, enough of those, those Matrix boys. <laughs> My goodness. But with so, the, Joe, we talked about we how we liked the movie, didn't love the movie, right? Like, th- those were our first impressions when we first saw the movie. Of part two? Years ago. Yes. The, so, I remember coming out of the theater and thinking, it, thinking of it as just a transition. So, my whole opinion on this movie was really going to depend on what the last installment of the trilogy would give us. Because at that point, it was already well established we were getting a part three, even before this one came out. And th- yes. this just felt like a, oh, we got to lay all this groundwork just so we can give you a part three. And I, so I didn't really, I didn't love this movie by any means coming out of it. And it was just, I mean, as a standalone, I didn't think it was a good movie. And watching it back, I had a lot of the same feelings where I felt so much of it is just filler. It's, you know, over two hours, it's just filler. And it's long, and it feels long, and it drags, and the amount of CGI that's put in is not always the best-looking stuff. I've so much of it looks a little choppy to me, because I thought it didn't look as bad as I remembered. It didn't look great, yeah. But in my head, it looked like fucking terrible. And now it's like, all right, it doesn't look great all the time, but it's not like it looks good. It's not terrible. I don't know. It's just I guess because of. The increased budget, they felt like they could just throw money at yeah, like at everything, and it just I I don't know whether or not it really needed it, and honestly, I just I I found it very hard to stay invested in this movie throughout the whole throughout basically the entirety of it. So I agree and disagree. The movie definitely drags. So the movie is like I mentioned. Amazing set pieces. The freeway shit is is fucking amazing. So the action in this movie, I think it makes up for the the dragon that you have to go through. Because there is some unnecessary shit. Uh, The rave scene is very long. (laughs) It goes on for a long time. Um, When they go and uh, to get the key maker and then like the Italian dude, like all that shit is like. It's a bit much, and it's uh, kind of pointless. But the stuff in between, you know, the opening scene is a fight scene. It's great. The uh, the fight with all the uh, the Agent Smiths, I did Burly Brawl. It's great. 
It's a lot of awesome shit in there. The freeway shit is great. So I think for me, there was enough of that. The action was awesome enough that it took away from the badness. Because yes, listen, the movie drags. It's two hours and 18 minutes long. And you do feel it at times. Because once they start talking, they give it a lot of exposition. Because there's a lot of shit going on. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the Matrix are finding out about the prophecy and all this shit. So there's a lot to explain to us and uh, the war and everything. So that's it. Kind of drags it down. But when it was going, bro, I was I was fucking into it. I was like, man, this is this some good shit here. This some good action movie shit. So you're gonna say you liked it more than you remember liking it? Yes, a lot more than I remember liking. Whoa. <laughs> like I said, like the, the first one was so good. I was nervous. That it would have me too pumped up. And uh, I felt the action scenes, are, you know, they're just as good. Like I said, I keep the freeway shit from the fight when when they leave the uh, the mansion and they get the key maker. That whole action scene from there mm -hmm. to the freeway scene, like it's like probably 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's a it's big fucking, bit of the movie, yeah. I, I thought it was phenomenal, though. The action is, is incredible. It's great, great shit going on in there. They did a lot of crazy car chase action shit, and I was hooked. I was into it, bro. This was my jam. I'm, I I'm glad you brought up the car chase stuff because in this movie, 300 cars were donated by General Motors to, to, to be I in this movie. I believe it, yeah. <laughs> and by the end of shooting, each and every one of them were completely destroyed. Believe it, bro. There is crazy shit happening in the background of some of these action scenes. It's just, it's wild. I, I had a great time. Again, it's long. It's a little too long. And now I'm worried about the next one because I feel it's even longer. And I don't think we get as many action scenes like that. I think it's more like spaceship action shit. Like killing the robots and the Zion and all that shit. But again, I don't, so I don't remember anything about part three except, you know, there's a big war and shit like that. Like, I don't remember. You know, now detail. that you say that, I feel like I am completely blank on part three as well. Like, I'm trying to think. I have completely blocked it from my memory. Yeah. So, like, I just know, you know, stuff takes place in Zion because obviously the the the, mon the machines are coming. So, we yeah. have to deal with that. So, I think, like, that's a lot of the movie and I don't remember it being good. So, I don't know. But, again, I'm open to it because I had a great time with these first two movies uh, you know, I know, I know it's not going to be good, but may, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe where, maybe time has healed these wounds, and we will look at it with different eyes. Very interesting. Uh, what are you going to give it then? How do you feel about it now? I'll give it three and a half. Wow. Amen. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I really had a good time with this movie. I'm only going double main man, two stars. I get it though. It does drag, and if and the dragon can take you out of the movie. There were times where I grabbed my phone, and I started look, but then I put it down, and like boom, like this is so. I get it, but uh, I've totally changed my tune. Yeah, Matrix Reloaded is the shit, bro. Wow, I, I'm I am shocked. <laughs> Me too. I sat down, and I was like, all right, let's see what you got, bro. And I was like, from the first fight, I was like. Oh, this is some good shit here. Okay. And then it just escalated and escalated to the uh, the goodness. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so two Matrix movies down. Next week, we will watch the final 
Matrix, uh, Matrix Revolution. I believe it's Revolution. Matrix uh, Revolutions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's part three. We'll watch that next week as we get uh, primed for the new installment in the Matrix uh, book here. And also, don't forget, next week, Gomez is uh, Spider-Man. Oh, not next week. Yes, we'll talk. This week is Spider-Man. Yes, sir. We'll talk about more about that uh, in a little bit. Yeah, we got a, a lot. Next week's going to be action-packed. Oh, yes. But let's uh, let's get into the meat potatoes here, Joe. Let me hit some music. Do it. Ho, 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 ho. Welcome, boys and girls, to the five weeks of slaying. That's right, folks. Week three. It's week three of slaying and slaying, baby. I am having way more fun with this than I really ever expected to. I'm loving to hear that. We're coming off last week where Joe loved, I well, maybe loves a little strong, but you really, really enjoyed Santa's sleigh. You had a great time with it. I really did. It's something I definitely will watch again at some point. And even when I was doing the meet and greet at the toy drive, we had quite a few people who listened to the podcast come up to me and bring up stuff that has been mentioned on the podcast, uh, mostly about my opinion on Ghostbusters. But there were Love it. <laughs> there were a couple of people who did say, yo, Santa's sleigh is the shit. And you know what? <laughs> You're right. So this week, our theme was kids that fight back. Kids fight back. Whatever the fuck we did. Um, so we had a brand new Home Alone movie just came out a couple weeks ago. Dropped on Disney Plus, Home Sweet Home Alone. And then for our horror side, we went with the the underground uh, cult movie here. Deadly Games, Dial Code for Santa, Game Over. has many names. We just went by Deadly Games because it was available on Shudder as that name. And uh, both involve a kid dealing with uh, some bad people, I guess. Some kind of home and, invasion. Uh, some kind of home invasion and fighting back. And Gomez, uh, you got to explain yep. a little bit to me. I don't really, I don't know the history of Deadly Games so much. So I guess the story is it was kind of like this underground movie. And then it was thought that no copies of it existed. It's one of these movies I've heard about for years about, oh, there's this, there's this Santa movie that's like Home Alone and uh, it's like out of print, hard to find. And uh, someone found the fucking, a copy of the print, fixed it up, brought it to Fantastic Fest in uh, Austin, Texas, a uh, genre, but mostly horror movie festival that I would love to go to one day. But uh, COVID has kind of messed that up. Here. I mean, you have to go. But I went to, I finally got to go to PowerCon. So it's about time you got to Fantastic Fest. I was I was aiming for my 40th birthday to uh, do that, but we'll, we'll talk about that another day. So it debuted there, and then uh, one of these companies bought it, put it out on DVD, and now also it's available on Shutter. Like I always say, Shutter is the best. This movie that I heard about forever is now on this app that I pay five dollars a month for, anytime I want to watch it. God bless. So now it's available on Shutter. Joe Bob uh, showed it on one of his Christmas specials, so that helped it. Get some more popularity. This is uh, 
It's like a little cult classic here. It's becoming uh, it's becoming the thing. All right. See, because of its weirdness. It's a very weird movie. And now I think it, I because, think we have to say, too, is that the movie's from 1989, so the year before Home Alone came out. So there are yes, some the, similarities. I don't want to say there's too many, but there are some. But this actually yes. came before Home Alone. Yes, it came out a year before Home Alone. The director says he has thought about suing uh, <laughs> the, the original Home Alone creators and studio. But if he did that, he probably wouldn't work again, so he's kind of let it go. Chris Columbus has had this brought up to him a few times. He kind of gets defensive about it. And he's like, bro, I came up with this idea when I was on a vacation, rushing out, leaving, and thinking, whoa, what would happen if we left the kids? And uh, that's the story he tells of how he came up with the movie. So, yeah, it's similar because a kid fights back. Like, I, you know, like <laughs> someone's trying to mess with you. Yeah, you're going to fight them back. It's not an abundance of booby traps and stuff like that. Like in Home Alone, it's very elaborate stuff here. So, you know, it's different. All right. So what do you want to start with? What, you, want, you want to stick with Deadly Games right now? Yeah, let's stick with some Deadly okay, Games. Okay, so we'll do this first. So Deadly Games on Christmas Eve, a resourceful young boy named Tomas has to defend himself Tomas. and his grandfather from a killer dressed as Santa. So in all, a lot of countries, there's always an evil Santa that goes with the good Santa. We don't really have that here. We just have, oh, if you're not good, you'll get coal for Christmas. You know, you won't get any yeah, presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in other countries, Santa will kidnap you, eat you, murder you if you're a bad boy. Yes, so, and, and probably rightfully so. <laughs> yes. So that kind of helps with the movie. Like this is a normal, oh, my God, it's the evil Santa here. I must have been bad. But so I just always find that interesting that... These kids just grow up going, yo, if you're bad, you're going to get kidnapped and Santa's going to eat you. Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, I just put up an elf and go, Shiloh, listen, this elf is watching you. You better be good. She don't fucking be good. This, fucking, this elf fuck moves around this elf. every night to get all the fucking angles of your misbehavior. Yeah, and it means nothing. Like, yeah. please. Like, the only thing she goes, oh, I can't, you know, I, I can't do certain things in front of Ralph. <laughs> so she knows, like... She knows, like, please. So that that's that's us. Like, oh, if you're bad, watch out. No, you will get eaten. So I love the idea of an evil Santa coming to get you. It's always great. Um, this movie is popular because it's very it's a very weird movie. Uh, do you agree with that statement, Joe? I do. Right weird. off the bat, um, <laughs> we basically have an A and B story to flesh out the main characters of this film. So we have the young yeah. boy and his grandfather. His grandfather is basically his best friend. And the movie kind of opens with this nine-year-old kid, like, waking up in the morning in, like, a full-scale fighter plane and turning himself into Rambo before he kidnaps his grandfather out of bed just so he can bring him to breakfast. Yes, the kid loves Rambo, bro. <laughs> and I don't, I don't blame him. But like, yes. I mean, he's putting like on the the camouflage paint, and he's got like his weapons around him. Like, I mean, for a nine year old kid, he's really doing it. You know what I mean? And and his mom doesn't even think twice about it. She's like, oh yeah, like there, there's my kid. He's gonna be Rambo one day. Congratulations, Tomas. 
Um, but, I mean, there's a Rambo cartoon, so why not, bro? Well, yeah, and <laughs> why wouldn't if you why watch, wouldn't kids be obsessed? If you, know? you watch just the intro to that Rambo cartoon, Rambo: The Force of Freedom, it is the most like perfect, perfectly '80s thing you could possibly imagine. It is like steroid fueled, action packed, like the so- the the song, the. Uh, clips that they're showing it's just like this is what the 80s were man if that doesn't have you ready to run through a brick wall you're just doing life wrong so why not kids dress up as ghostbusters and shit i'm sure there were lots of kids dressing up as fucking rambo <laughs> just to go to <laughs> breakfast not even for like any <laughs> just you know kids they wake up they put princess dresses on this kid he puts a little bandana he puts a knife in his fucking pocket and, and he goes uh, wh- to breakfast what we do it. have to mention is this is actually a french film so it's in french yes. it has subtitles um so that is something to keep in mind if you plan on going back to watch this film you're going to you're going to have to pay a little bit extra attention yes yes uh, but on the other side of the coin, we get this guy, and I don't even know if he's named throughout the movie. He's just the bad guy. Um, just the evil Santa, yeah. And he's like a creepy, I don't want to say he's a pedophile, but he's often found is amongst he, kids. Does he just love kids, or does he love kids? That's the thing. Like, which one it's, is it's it? It's up in the air. It's, <laughs> it is. Because maybe he just loves children. Yes. You know, he starts the movie, he just wants to have a snowball fight. And everyone's like, who's this creepy guy? Run away. That's sad. He just wants to play. Yeah. So, you know, that's his Joker origin story there. Yeah, that's, pretty that's, much. That's the beginning. <laughs> you know, and we basically lay the foundation for how he, you know, every time he tries to be, like, hang out with the kids, he gets like uh, ostracized and they they all run away or he ends up hitting a kid while he's playing santa at like the shopping mall and he gets fired i have to do you think more santa should slap kids on the regular because when he just slaps this little girl out of nowhere fucking his stuff i'm not gonna lie i did chuckle (laughs) It was out of nowhere. She's like, you're not the real Santa. And she goes to touch his beard. And he just winds up. It's, it's just so ridiculous out of nowhere. Well, she shouldn't dying, have questioned bro. his dominance. <laughs> oh, and then so she, he gets fired. <laughs> so there we go. It's just every time he tries to interact with a kid, something bad happens to him. He gets fired. Unbelievable. I forgot to ask you, Joe. You brought us our, you, you brought up our double main, Tomas getting dressed does tomas have an all-time hall of fame mullet bro oh my god he's yes 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 this this kid's fucking hair is fucking if you want to see a perfect mullet you have to watch this movie this kid is just forget about it unbelievable this fucking mullet all-time hall of fame inductee this kid tomas god bless i mean you know, if this movie had more popularity, you would see this and be like, yes, first ballot Hall of Famer. I, However, because of like that, it is this say. underground thing. It's almost like these like uh, when you vote for the Hall of Fame now, you have the guys who are borderline and then you have like the the analytically inclined <laughs> writers who have to like build a case for this guy before his uh, time on the ballot expires. And that's how I feel Tomas would have to get into the mullet hall of fame. I get it. 
I get it. No one, he's working the indies. No one's, no one's watching his matches. I got it. Damn, that's a shame though, because it's an all timer. So now, <laughs> the evil Santa gets fired, and yep. he, I guess he swears revenge on the woman's family who fired him. I guess you know it's kind of, well, maybe he's just maybe he's just a crazy person. I don't, you know. He just wants to go and uh, fuck some shit up. Like, he lost his job to be around kids, so he's like, fuck it. Now I'm going to go kill her kid. Yeah. <laughs> Jumps in a, what, are they having presents delivered, right? She's having a, a giant truck of presents delivered to the house. And I'll dub, because they're pretty rich. We haven't mentioned that, right? It's a pretty fucking big house. It's a pretty, it's pretty big gangster, house this kid. W- with, like, a secret underground lair that apparently only Tomas knows about. And it's like his little playroom kind of shit. Little. I mean, the thing is basically a house it's unto huge. itself. Yes, it's huge. And he said even his mother doesn't know about it, which I don't know how you buy a house and not know that it has this secret underground bat cave looking thing. Because it's a bat cave. But You're like, not supposed to know about but the bat no, cave. But no, it's one thing if like the bat cave, like if Tomas would have installed the bat cave on his own under his mother's nose. He obviously did not do that. This obviously was there beforehand. Like, this woman didn't look at the blue the blueprints or the schematics of this house before she bought it. I look at schematics all the time, and I don't I don't own anything. Nah, bro. She just, she never, she hasn't picked the right book from the bookcase yet. That's it. He obviously, he found the secret compartment opening, and that's it. She hasn't found it. How many times you watch a movie and you touch the little, the little head on the statue, you pull a little... The little drape the down on the curtain, the candlestick. How many Maybe times it was do you something go like that? Like, you and I are very entertainment based. We grew up on a lot of pop culture. Like, anytime you go to like a fancy room that has that appearance, do you get the urge to try to move a book or see if you can turn the candlestick just in case? I touch books on bookcases all the time. I go to my friends' houses. I'm picking up books. I'm looking at it. I'm putting it back. Yeah, bro. But like, I'm trying to do you see just do you like not, stuff. not not necessarily just pick it up and look at it. I mean, like, do you try to tilt the book and just be like, I wonder if this wall is going to open right now? Just because well, no, I don't. That's just because the room the may so- have that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, so I just grab the book so it looks normal. Like I'm not trying to. To look like I'm trying to find their secret compartment. Oh, no. So like, I, like, oh, let me just grab this book I, and see. Oh, no, that's not the book. And then I put it back. Like I, I'm that. not that subtle. <laughs> they might be looking. What if there's gold? Well, you know. You at, might find this Scrooge some, McDuck shit down At some point, there. like, I mean, I just, like, I'll, I'll try to make sure no one's looking. But then I guess I okay. give myself away when I start swinging the sledgehammer through the wall. Just taking heavy steps everywhere. Hey, guys, let me see over here. Moving carpets out the way. I got it. So the evil Santa shows up at the house, breaks in. Uh, At first, Tomas doesn't, he just thinks it's Santa because he comes down the chimney. So he thinks it's the real Santa and he was trying to stay up late to get a a shot of Santa. As far as he knows, there's been no verified sightings of Santa Claus. So he's trying to be the one who gets it. and, And because of that, he turns off. The alarm on the house. And. Fucking kid. Apparently. So this kid's <clears throat> mom goes to work. And. Never comes home. <laughs> Just. Never comes home. So like the kid's up all night waiting for Santa. 
And it's like Christmas, bro. This is busy. E- I guess you'll be home in the morning. This evil Santa is allowed to like get fired from his job, travel to this house, climb down the chimney, and engage in an all-out war with our boy Tomas and his grandfather, all before the mother gets home from her accounting job. Bro, you don't understand. Christmas is crazy for accountants. Like, but like, it's not even like a a Christmas Carol story where they're like, she's being held against her will at work. Like her boss is like, yo, accounting is not this important. Go the fuck home, lady. Maybe she's had enough of her Rambo kid. He's always fucking shooting arrows at me, fucking kidnapping the dog. Yeah, handcuffing the old grandpa. (laughs) She's like, I just need to stay at work a little longer. So, uh, you know, as soon as Santa gets in the house, he gets attacked by the family dog. And right here is where I know that shit is bonkers because this fucking Santa Claus grabs a fucking serving spoon off the table and stabs the motherfucking dog in the throat. Yeah, the dog dies in this one, folks. Like, the, uh. like, just, just fuck, like, just throws it right down, like stabs this dog right in the fucking throat. And the kid's sitting there under the table, like, you know, waiting for Santa, trying to hide, not trying to give away, you know, when the real Santa gets there. And I don't know how he was able to keep quiet and not start screaming at the sight of his dog being murdered three feet in front of him. But God bless, he'd be a great person to hide out with. <laughs> the Rambo training has prepared him. That there will be traumas and there will be casualties in war. Yes. He's good. He's good to go. <laughs> well, there, I guess that's when he realizes this is not the nice Santa, right? <laughs> At least he, uh, I, he put two and two together. I mean, how would he know? Because as far as he knows, there may not even be a Santa because there's never been any confirmed sighting. So maybe Santa's not really the nice guy he was supposed to be all along. This is true. That's a that's a very good point. How do we know Santa's nice? We don't get to hang out with Santa. I mean, Santa knows mm. if you're naughty or nice, but how do you know about Santa? You're just taking somebody's word for it. And now Tomas is on the run, right? So now we get a little cat and mouse game with the the evil Santa stalking Tomas and his grandpa throughout the house. And uh, that's uh, the gist of the movie there. So, um... Yeah, not um. Want to get into- I thought this was gonna be more booby trap based than it really was. Yes, it really just kind of is um a game of keep away. The kid just trying to stay away from the evil Santa throughout. Um, not necessarily a lot of action. I think more they're trying to build to suspenseful moments. Yes, I don't think that necessarily pays off the way that they had hoped or intended. Um. A lot of it just feels like dragging it out um, in certain situations. And then, you know, it gets a little silly where, you know, like all these compartments to the house become, you know, exploited (laughs) and whatever else. And then we end up hiding the grandfather inside of a suit of armor that sits in our uh, front hallway. (laughs) There's a moment uh, where our uh, our hero, Tomas, he gets stabbed and. You know, things are looking rough. And then we get a little montage in the movie, Joe. The movie just kind of starts playing a song. And we get a, a three-minute montage of Tomas getting ready to fight back. Uh, Bonnie Tyler, God bless her. Yes. Be a man. It's so good. 
It's so random. It comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and it's just, it's this slow song about be a man, stand up and shit. And it's just, it's heaven. I think, I think this is where it gets a lot of its popularity because of how crazy out of nowhere there's a montage in this fucking movie. Yeah, I, listen, I'll be honest with you. I, this movie is not on the same level as Santa's sleigh. No. But there's enough here to make you want to watch this movie and just so, just so you can acknowledge the fact that it exists. But like as this whole fight is going on, my biggest thing is like eventually this mom has to come home for Christmas and like she never does like it just doesn't <laughs> like even after her boss kicks her out of work it's like she doesn't get home from for like another 3 hours as this you know burglars in her house and you're just like but my god what is her commute like <laughs> like does she do this every day <laughs> maybe Got to make the big bucks. Got to pay for that house. Because obviously evil, evil Santa is able to like cut the phone lines and stuff. So there's no form of communication. But Tomas is like this like little genius boy. So he's able to get a message out by using his, uh, you know, MS-DOS computer that comes up on like his best friend's fax machine. But yet the best friend doesn't call the police. He fucking simply takes his bicycle over to the house to be like, oh, let me check on Tomas, and then, like, runs away when he sees evil Santa. So he was really no help. He was no help at all, though. (laughs) Uh, I was so nervous for that boy. He was so close to getting got. Oh, my goodness. In all honesty, that might be the most suspenseful part of the movie is when the little friend comes over, and then he, like, immediately sees, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have done this. And yeah. he, he tries Whoops. to escape on his bike as, yo, let me tell you something. Evil Santa has some good fucking cardio because he chased that little boy on a bike. He didn't get blown up. He kept up his pace, his speed. And the only thing that stopped him was that random car coming down the street in the middle of the night. Otherwise, he was going to get that fat little fritter. He was. It was snowing. That little boy was struggling a little with that bike, bro. It was getting close. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I saw sounds. Okay, like you enjoyed it. All right. I'm uh, interested to see how we uh, do there. All right. So that was our first movie there, Joseph. Yeah, so that was the slaying part of slaying and slaying. Yeah. Now for the slaying part, we watched Home Sweet Home Alone. Yes, the 2021 release on Disney+. Plus. Yes, this movie, it's like a kind of reboot, but it's in the same kind of universe. One of those kind of movies. So, I just, this movie sucks. So, so this movie is very weird. It's a very odd choice they, they took to go with this movie. Uh, the movie is about a family that is having trouble paying for bills paying for their house and they're selling their house during one of these visits they meet the main character what's this this character's name i have no idea little english boy little english boy uh he comes over does a little freshness with the the dad looking at toys he has these ugly dolls that his mother had it turns out that one of these ugly dolls is worth like a quarter of a million dollars. Yes, and he finds this out later. 
when he realizes, oh my God, I have this doll, all our financial problems are, are solved, he goes to look for it, he can't find it, immediately assumes that little English boy stole it during the open house when they were trying to sell the house. Yes. And now he sets out to like try to find this kid in the neighborhood so he could go get his doll back. What we don't know is that little English boy's family has gone to Tokyo and neglected to bring him with them. So now he is, you guessed it, home alone. Yes. So the dad remembers the family, uh, remembers the family name. So he goes over there. He learns what the passcode is. He learns that they leave a key by the door. So his plan is, I'm just going to go in there and I'm going to just get this doll. Yeah, I'm just just going to go get my doll and and go and, yes. That's it. But, of course, that doesn't happen, Joseph. It's never that easy, is it? No, he clues in his wife, who's played by Ellie Kemper from The Office or the uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, whatever you know her from. And the husband is Rob Delaney, who I don't even know what he does. Um, he's like a he was like a Twitter comedian guy. So that's what I thought. Popular. Like, I saw like yeah. I've always seen like people like he's got like a billion followers or whatever. Like he's very popular yeah. on Twitter, but I don't know him from anything. And just yeah, on, so he was on the basis of that, I refuse to follow him. I don't care how fucking funny you are on the <laughs> internet. Because I'm funny and now you and I got funny guy heat. Yeah, he's a, he was a like a Twitter famous Twitter uh, comedian guy telling jokes. Then he started becoming an actor. He has a Amazon show. I don't remember what it's called, where he hooks up with like a British lady and she gets pregnant, and so then they try to make it work and stuff like that. It ran for like two or three seasons, but no one talks about Amazon shows. Uh, he's probably most known. He was in Deadpool too. Remember when Deadpool was uh, trying to find the squad? And so he had a whole bunch of uh, oh, he was one of those guys. He was okay. one of those guys. He was just he was just a regular guy. Like his name is Paul. Oh, and oh, he, that's he, okay. Yeah, so that was him. He's been in a couple other things. I've seen him pop up, but yeah, so that's him, Rob Delaney. Uh, so those are the two characters. Yes, continue, Joe. Yeah, and it's just so the, the number one, the kid is an asshole. The kid is a jerk. <laughs> yeah, he's very fresh for no reason. And uh, he's not very likable, so right away that's that's not good. He's fresh to his family, I guess. But you know that is the thing to make them all realize that he's not there. He has to be fresh and run off and hide. You know. And um, then on the other side, the this this couple who was about to try to sell their house or try to find this doll that way they don't have to sell their house. Like they're a bunch of jerk offs too. There is nobody in the like. I don't know who we're supposed to be cheering for in this movie because I know in the original Home Alone, you had Kevin and you had the evil Harry and Marv who were legitimate criminals who were breaking in to fucking rob the uh, rob the family's house blind and be off with their gaggle of riches. And you had good and bad. And in this movie, you only have bad because this is a fucking horribly constructed script. It is a horribly cast film. It is probably a movie that shouldn't fucking exist because someone, if anybody actually read the fucking script, would know, hey, you know something? This may not be fucking good. And someone else would have been like, oh my God, thank you for saying it out loud. I didn't want to be the one, but I agree. That's what should have happened, but it didn't. So what did we get? Dog shit. Dog shit. So I feel, when I'm watching the movie, I'm wondering... 
like yes the 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 parents they do they're not the best but like they're just trying to get their doll they're not doing anything so in my head i'm like why do i want to watch these guys get like beat up like they didn't they're not criminals like i understand why we fuck the, the criminals up but these are some regular ass people and we're gonna start torturing them now breaking into the house so i'm just watching this movie going but who am i rooting for am i rooting for this family to get fucked up am i rooting for this jerk off kid this movie, bro. <laughs> but that that's what I mean. Like, maybe they're not yeah. necessarily bad people, but they're still going like, about this, yeah. you know, like, especially once they think that there's a grandma inside because they heard a voice, which was really just the house's Alexa system. Like, yeah. if you think there's go someone talk there, to the grandma. Yeah, just fucking talk to the grandma. Ring the fucking bell and say, hey. Oh, I'm but a- there's the grandma. Let's go talk to her. Hey, grandma. I think your you kid might have accidentally grabs. Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I, I just, I'm watching this going, I like, who is the good guy? Because I don't think anybody is. And then the, the kid doesn't know how to, like, it's not like Kevin McAllister, who was like this, in the original Home Alone, he's like this smart aleck, and he rigs up, like, all these fucking homemade, pish posh, booby traps. Like, this kid actually sits there and goes, well... Uh, I guess it's about time I Google booby traps. And then, like, all of a sudden, he breaks it down on, like, a whiteboard, a white dry erase board. And within what feels a, what feels like six minutes, he's got his whole house rigged to fight back. And it's just, I don't, it, it has no charm. It's, it's not funny. It's not sassy. It just, it lacks what whatever it was that makes that first Home Alone movie special, and it is, I I still think that movie's great. Whatever it has that makes it special is something that just completely, completely was not included in this installment of this series. Not at all. I just I don't get it. The first mistake is this kid. This kid is not... I, I don't know who would root for this kid. No matter what what happened... If they were regular criminals, this kid is still like, ugh, like, I don't fuck this kid. And it's not like... So, you know, like in the original Home Alone, like, Kevin's a wise ass, but he's being treated yes, like shit like by everyone around him. So you yes, kind of understand... doing nothing to this kid. No one's doing he's anything just... to this kid. He's just an <laughs> asshole. You know, the mom's dealing with a problem and she goes, bro, I'm busy right now. And he's like, go fuck yourself, mom. And fuck everyone in this. Like, what's 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 the problem, bro? <laughs> oh, this movie. <laughs> I uh, I watched it alone. I wouldn't even I was like, I don't even want to watch this with Shiloh. Shiloh loves the first two Home Alones, big Home Alone fans in the house. But this one, I'm like, I'm not hearing good things, and I have a feeling this is not going to be it. And I'm glad I didn't. What a what a chore it was to get through this fucking movie. Yeah, I've yeah. watched it at two sittings. I was like, I mean, tired, and I was like, I'm not going to finish this. Stuff. I'll finish it later. Whatever. We're at the point now where I think we're of all the things that I didn't think would happen during this segment of the show. I am genuinely regretting the good portion of the slaying of this segment. <laughs> I feel so bad. My goodness, it's supposed to be fun for all. And it seems that the uh, your regular... Well, you said you want to do different holidays. So I guess we can't really go off the classics. They're classics for reasons. This is all shit. I mean, I think it's good to expand my horizons. 
watch something new, maybe watch something that I wouldn't have watched in the first place. I think there's a lot of value in that, but it's just, oh my God, like at some point, like why can't we just have something fucking decent? I don't need everything to be fucking five stars. I don't. But just give me something I could walk away from going, ah, oh, you know what? That was fun. I just want to have fun, Gomez. I'm the facilitator of fun. I just want to enjoy myself. Life is too short to have wasted 92 minutes of it on Home Sweet Home Alone. You would think, you would think that with the amount of reboots and the amount of tributes that we get nowadays because people grew up fans of the original source material you would think that we would be able to find someone who could write a script true to the original spirit of home alone and yet we could not there is probably 15 million people who have written some sort of treatment or script to make another installment in home alone and somehow somehow this is the one that got selected are we are people this untalented nowadays is this what we've relegated ourselves to because this little boy sucks yes he does (laughs) my goodness he's fucking terrible ugh I'm sorry for picking this movie, but, uh, oh, my goodness. Um, <sighs> like, I'm just, I am mentally and emotionally exhausted from having to talk about this movie. It, it should not exist. <laughs> oh, man. So let's, let's not talk about it anymore. Let me hit some music here. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, Joe. What do you give? Home sweet home alone on the main man stand. Just tell me a number. I don't want to hear nothing else. The movie sucks. Let's go. The movie sucks. Negative three main men. <laughs> oh, man. One and a half. It's not good. It's bad. It's, I had a terrible time with it. I did not enjoy it at all. Fuck this movie. Now, our other movie. Deadly Games. Dial Cold Santa Claus. How, how did this one land? Because I'm interested. Because... It sounds like you liked it, but, you know, it wasn't great. So I want to hear. I'm I'm interested in it. I felt like it dragged at times. There's nothing about it that I really loved. But I'm like, I'm okay with the fact that I watched it. You know, it's not like I left that movie going, oh, my God, what a waste of time. So for that, I'm grateful. And I'm going to give it a double main man, two stars. I'm, I'm there with you. Uh... The idea of the movie is a lot greater than the movie itself. There's some there's some good stuff, but nothing is great. Nothing is like, yes, um, other than the mullet. So I'm there with you. It's a movie. I've seen it before, and I'm watching it again. And it's like, yeah, I like this movie. It's fine. It's good. Uh, two and a half main men for me. You know, it's a good time. It's not overly great. But like you said, there's enough, there's enough goodness in there 
that you don't feel you wasted your time. Sadly, it just doesn't get to that great level. That's yeah, it. I think you know, the biggest thing I take away from this movie is... So, one, at one point, they, they hide the grandfather inside this suit of armor. And for a while now, I have had this idea in my head that I would like to own a suit of armor. And I just feel like it just classes up the joint. Sure. So, I've been on eBay for the past couple of days. Just, you know, putting stuff on my watch list in case in case I decide to pull the trigger on a suit of armor. Because, you know, you can get a suit of armor for a lot cheaper than you really think. Like, how much do you think a suit of armor goes for? A suit of armor. Uh, everything, helmet, ev- like all. Like a suit everything. of gotcha. armor. Yes. Every single thing. Okay, so every piece of armor. I'm going to say... Like a thousand dollars. See, that's what I I would say. A thousand dollars would be the minimum, but you can actually find them pretty much uh, pretty cheaper. You know, I'm looking at maybe like six hundred, seven hundred bucks for for a pretty cool looking suit of armor. And I'm just like, I have the perfect spot in my apartment for it. Like I've got it picked out already. It's gonna stand right there by the door. That way, when you come in, you're greeted by this goddamn suit of armor. You have to salute it before you come inside. So the you only thing, suit of armor. the only thing, it's like just you know he doesn't have like a sword or anything. But I would want so my, I would want my suit of armor to come with a giant lance. Well, I'll tell you that swords are a lot cheaper than you probably think. Also, probably they are because uh, we've bought knives and swords for. Uh, Kellyanne's mother, she's into that. She has swords displayed in the house, like King Arthur's sword, shit like that. And uh, they're not as expensive as you think. See, it's it's funny because, like, you know, as a toy collector, I have stuff displayed. But yet, even I know that that's not the kind of stuff you woo the opposite sex with. Like, you need, like, a, a waterbed with some samurai swords over it, you know, in very tasteful fashion. That's the kind of stuff yep. women love to see. And the bare skin rug. Yeah, yeah, like it's just I can't bring myself to that point to put my Castle Grayskull away yet. No, I get it, bro. Hey, they got to learn to love Skeletor. That's it. So, yeah, I just I've, I've been I've been kind of kicking the tires on that a suit of armor. Again, it sounds like it was a mixed bag of slaying and slaying one good to, you know, decent movie and then a piece of shit. Hopefully. Next week is going to change that, Joe. What do we got going on next week? So next week, we're going to do Uninvited Guest. We're going to watch Spider-Man No Way Home. It's a Christmas movie. We're going to count it. This is what we're watching next week. Is it really? Yes. It takes place in Christmas time. There's a lot of Christmas stuff going on in the movie. They've said it from uh, when they first announced it. Okay. Okay. So, we're going to do that. So, that'll be the slaying part. Yes. So, now for the slaying part. I told my my hairy daddies that I always go easy on you, Joe, when it comes to the horror selection. Well, this week, Joe, I'm, uh, I'm choosing violence. I'm choosing extreme French violence. You're going to watch a little movie we like to call Inside. And, uh... For the people that know the movie, are probably very excited right now to hear you 
watch this movie. I'm not going to say too much because uh, I'll save my thoughts and everything when we get there next week. But yeah, Inside is uh, what we're going to watch. And where can we find Inside? Inside, folks, this is a week where you're going to have to uh, spend some money to enjoy the show. It's on Amazon for about $2. You have to pay for And obviously, Spider-Man is in theaters only. There is no Disney Plus okay. uh, option for this. Okay, so nothing on streaming this week. We got Spider-Man, No Way Home, and Inside. Yes. The French version is a uh, an English remake. Came out about 2014. No, we're doing, I believe it's 2007 or 8. That's the one we are doing. Oh, okay then. Yes, this is a horror movie, Joe. Normally I pick silly movies, weird movies. This is a horror movie. That's all I'll say. Well, you think you're excited. Feel these nipples. <laughs> I'm excited to hear your take on something like this. Because it's it's a different vibe than what we're using. Oh, before. I can't, I'm, I'm I can't wait. But it's but we're good. We got both sides of the spectrum. No, we got I, the I understand. fun love in Spider Man. I, I understand. This is what is required of me in my very important job of podcast host. Oh, I love it. So that's next week, folks. It's gonna be a fun one. Let's uh this week uh we're out of time, aren't we, Joe? Uh it seems that way. So now I'm gonna hit some music. I think you should. It is now time for the Big Finish. All right, folks. It's Big Finish time. Our double main man, Joe, provided one last week. Thank you so much. I apologize for not having one, but I got one this week. Oh, baby. And it's a good one, I think. I'm excited to hear. This week, we're doing top three fast food dessert items. What do you like to get a little sweetness in your mouth after shoveling all that sodium in there? Mmm, I can't wait to hear. Here we go. I mean, number one for me is a layup. It's that chocolate chip cake from KFC with a little frosting on it. Mm, I, I, yes, I do know what you're talking about. My number one would be a KFC, the chocolate parfait. You it doesn't love exist that. anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. It was just this fluffy pudding. Oh, it was just the best. The gram was the best. Everything was the best. I miss it every day of my life. I wish it would come back to me, but it is what it is. They don't really have dessert other than that cake. Like I, they don't really. KFC is kind of like, yeah, we don't care about your dessert. I think they have like a chocolate pie, and that's about it. Nothing fun. It's very upsetting. Uh, my next one is going to be the chocolate lava crunch cake from Domino's. Oh, my God. I wasn't even thinking of that because that is a fast pizza place. Oh, my God. That has to go on my list, though. Oh, just it's so good. Up. It's so Ooh. good. My number two was going to be something I can't even get anymore. Also, it's a very sad list I'm realizing as I'm saying it. Uh, so, it's the... Twix dessert pie from Burger King. It does not exist anymore. I hope they bring it back every once in a while, but it was heaven. The oh, it's just oh, it's the best thing. I miss it. I oh, cannot believe so that that that's what you said. Because my number three is a very similar 
piece of food history you cannot get it anymore from Burger King, the Oreo Cheesecake. Oh my god, that would be number three, Joe. That one. Burger King. I'm not even like a cheesecake guy, and the Oreo Cheesecake was so good. So good. Another honorable mention would be the the apple pie from Burger King. The well, Dutch let's not apple go pie crazy. was you don't like apple, blah blah blah. You don't like fruit. But for people who do, oh, I love that thing too. Burger King, they have some fucking things, man. Oh. There's so many. A McFlurry, a Rolo McFlurry. The oh, Rolo, Rolo McFlurry was the best McFlurry. Oh, it really was. So fucking good. There's so many options. Uh Checkers has this Twix cheesecake dessert that is just dynamite. Oh, there's so many options. I mean, let's not just forget about the basic Burger King Hershey Sunday pie. Yes, I thought that's where you were going. I forgot that you would be all into the Oreo. I forgot that we would be fighting over those Oreo cheesecakes. They were the best. Yeah, they were. I was like, oh, Joe's going chocolate pie here. But I swerved you. But the thing is, you you got to have it frozen. Because they would put it in a refrigerator to thaw out. But, like, trust me, you want it frozen. It's just... I actually... I prefer it thawed out. Cold, really? though. I want it like, I want it not hard. I want that softness, but I still want that cold. I do want that cold bite. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to be so hard. I want that softness. But I get you. Mm. Man, there's so many. There's so many. Oh, my God. I'm getting so hungry now. <laughs> I went from sad. Now I'm, now I'm like hungry. Like, oh, who has dessert? I'm thinking like, oh, where can I go get a dessert today from? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. That, that KFC cake. It's a chocolate cake with chocolate chips, and it's got this white frosting drizzle along the top of it. So underrated. I mean, you used to be able to get it in, like, a family combo meal or something. But, yo, that cake is fucking good. Subway cookies. I love Subway, Subway cookies. Subway cookies are very good. Yes. Oh, my God. I love a Subway cookie. I don't eat Subway, but I'll be like, you know, I'll go Subway because then I could get a cookie, too. You know, I like, get excited about it. But, oh, that's some good shit. Man, I could talk about fucking fast food desserts for hour, bro. We could just top twenty-five list. <laughs> that that'll be a full episode one day. We're just gonna dedicate oh. it to desserts, and everyone's gonna love it because it's just oh. Because everyone loves us. Remember those Taco Bell had the desserts. They had the uh, well. The, I remember the, the Choco cookie. Taco. The Choco Taco's the best. They don't sell them there, but you could get a Choco Taco from like the supermarket and. The ice cream man, but they had a, a cookie that was like with cream in the middle. Oh, it was so good. I don't remember mm. that. Yeah, it was good. Oh, man. I mean, do All you right, count Joe, Wendy's Frosty as a dessert? You know, you you should. That's, that'd be up there. I, mean, you, I love you have my to. Fries. But, like, that's the thing. I, I kind of consider it just part of the regular food menu. Yeah. It doesn't really that's, strike that's why, me as I'm a not, dessert. I'm. Yeah, because I'm eating it with the food. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm not eating it afterwards. So, yeah, I get that. Mm, I get that. A, a hot fudge sundae from McDonald's. I've always loved their fudge. They got top-notch fudge. It is really is, good for some reason. It's, like, unexplainable. It's just, it just depends on the jerk-off who's making your ice cream that day if you get enough of it. Yeah, that's the yeah, only, yeah, yeah. That's the only bad thing. Because you can get plenty. And also, if the ice cream machine's ever working, you know, that'll... Well, Yeah. Oh. Oh. All right, enough fast food dessert, Joe. What an episode. Another fun one. <laughs> uh, with that being said, remember to follow us anywhere on social media at Car Jomez. 
subscribe to the show remember to give us a five-star review wherever it is that you download this from that would be appreciated you can follow all my personal stuff at the joe shoes instagram twitter and everything else and also check out on youtube.com slash joe shoes two new videos since the last time we spoke i have the italian chicken sandwich at burger king the hot comeback mm, and yes. then i also tried out the snickers coffee creamer from coffee mate so go check out those videos remember to subscribe we did get closer to 2000 subscribers we're not there yet but we're just about a hundred away and i think we can do that soon so go over there click that subscribe button yes i'm the gomez 154 on instagram twitter and now tiktok i have a tiktok because my daughter wants to make tiktok videos so this is my life now. Do you, I'm on TikTok, you do? everybody. Do you follow me? <laughs> I jo- I think I follow you and Card Jomez. I followed like two or three things there. I mean, I'm I basically my TikTok. I'm very bad at TikTok. I have to invest more time in it. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see. In the new year, I guess I'll be throwing TikToks over there. Oh, <sighs> speaking so... of the new year, this is something I need oh. to say before we go. Ooh. Gomez, I made, a, I made an impulse buy the other day while scrolling on uh, certain stuff on Twitter. So in February, just a, uh, what, about two and a half months from now? Yeah. I will be yeah. running a half marathon. <laughs> Fucking God, what are you doing? Who, who to- what is happening? What happened? <laughs> well, I didn't realize it was 13 miles and not 13 like kilometers, which would only be like... <sighs> I don't know, like, I don't know, six miles. I'm like, oh. Because <laughs> so, when you do a 5K, it's like three miles. So now I'm like, oh, well, that would be like, you know, maybe like seven. That's nope. It's a it's third. I'm doing a half marathon. So that's a little bit over 13 Jesus. miles. And uh, now uh, I kind of have to bite the bullet and commit to this and start getting in shape, which is going to be good because. 2022 is going to be the huge year of my very impactful professional wrestling return. So what better way to get in shape than by becoming the half marathon man? Love it. That's right. Get in ring shape, baby. I love it. So your your double main man has quit smoking. I have gone one hour and 42 minutes since my last cigarette. And I'm back, baby. Oh. I've got a full heart and full lungs, and I'm ready to go. Bring me to your town. Oh, my goodness. Okay, folks. <laughs> oh, until next week, Joe. We out. Peace. One, two, one.